Hey guys, it's Guru Mike Panna of the Binding Warrior Podcast. And today is your Finish Strong Friday episode of the week. So um, it's Friday. It's the last day of work for the week for most of us. Um, I actually, um, I'm not one of those people I actually have to teach tomorrow, <laughs> but it's a blessing because I love what I do. But I want to talk about something I think is really relevant, really pertinent to what we're seeing in the world right now. And I basically want to discuss today as, as to why I believe the Filipino martial arts are the martial arts of choice for these times right? And the reason I say this is not just because I am a uh, professional Filipino martial arts instructor. Um, I teach Atienza Kali, which is an edge weapon system. It specializes in uh, knife fighting, um, sword fighting, as well as uh, multiple opponent uh, tactical training and things of that nature. But I also teach Arnis. It's actually, I would consider my family system, frankly. Um, And uh, it's a stick fighting art and an empty hand art as well. So I spend most of my time online, most of my life really teaching the Filipino martial arts. And I think as I look around at the world, I look around at what's going on since the fall of Afghanistan. I see what happened after her recently after Hurricane Ida. And in fact, Hurricane Ida made its way, its remnants anyway, made its way over to my home state of New Jersey, where we still have active Bionic Warrior chapters and my family actually still lives there. So um, I'm seeing what's going on in the world. And there just seems to be one crazy thing after the other. Even here locally in the DFW area, we recently had a situation with a, um, an individual who, unfortunately, he took a lift, uh, picked, had a lift driver pick him up, and he uh, killed the lift driver, stole the vehicle, drove to Plano PD headquarters, which is actually not far from where I'm at, actually, and opened fire. Right, and uh, there's there's a suggesting that he was inspired by, you know, terrorist groups or something like that. It's just getting the world is getting a little crazier than it has been. And if you guys listened to my last podcast, which was the or this past week's Mindset Monday episode, you'll know I spoke about why men need to be strong. But now in this episode, I want to discuss why I feel Filipino martial arts or FMA for short is needed for these times. Because as I just mentioned, all these scenarios, the world is getting crazier. And I think it's important for us to really not only just be physically stronger and capable, but also to have skill sets uh, to protect ourselves and our loved ones. Because this is the first time in my adult life, or even in my life rather, that I can think of this many consecutive crazy (laughs) world situations going on. And I'm not a doom and gloom kind of guy. I really not. But I am a guy who has a wife and kids and uh, men underneath him who, who listen to him. And um, I want to make sure we're safe because I firmly believe that men are called to protect, right, and to serve people. And I think we need the skills for that, right? And so I believe, I firmly believe, and I've always believed this, but I firmly believe that Filipino martial arts are needed for these times. I think it's necessary for the times that we find ourselves in. And here I'm going to explain why. So the first reason why I believe this is because if you look at the Filipino history, or rather Filipino history, forgive my grammar, but if you look at the nature of Filipino history, it is fraught and it is just scattered with warfare. Warfare, not just against the Spanish and conquering, you know, uh, colonizing uh, countries like America or even Britain at one point, but it actually takes place and a lot of this history has to do with Filipinos engaging in tribal warfare with other Filipinos from other tribes, from other islands. And so Filipino history is extraordinarily violent. And until relatively recently, it wasn't until relatively recently, the Filipino uh, government and Filipino culture, if you could say that, was actually unified, right? Um, It was actually stabilized to some degree. So after the Americans left, 
um, in the 20th century, that was the first time we actually saw some sense of unification and some sense of stability in Filipino government right or filipino history up to that point it was a lot of warring tribes it was a lot of different you know different cultures different ethno-linguistic groups in this archipelago known as the philippines now so it wasn't until relatively recently that we saw some stability and so in this instability that you see through filipino history you'll notice that there's this violence right and these martial arts are constantly being developed in times of uncertainty and violence and i think that's honestly the times we're seeing in now now i live in the state of texas we are safe i mean we're not afghanistan we're not Kabul, but the way things are here in Texas and the way things are throughout the, this country, violent crime is going up. Okay, there's food shortages going on right now as I speak. We don't know what next week will bring. So I think because of the fact that the Filipino martial arts have historically been uh, developed and brought out to use in times of violence and uncertainty, similar to the times that we're seeing now, um, I think that's one reason why they are relevant for today's times they were designed in times like the ones that we find ourselves in now and even though we feel that we're unique and that you know no other culture is experienced or his or or group in history has experienced what we're experiencing right now it's not true right all great nations and empires experience situations like our country is right now so i think it's important that we look at filipino martial arts as an option because it like the times we're seeing now, they were developed in very uncertain and violent times, right? So that's one reason. The second reason is just from the pure physical standpoint of it, it's a weapons-based art, right? And I think a lot of martial artists, you know, when you talk about martial arts, for instance, to a non-martial artist, they usually think of karate, right? Guys in white pajamas with colored belts around their waist, punching the air, you know, doing cool forms, breaking boards. In the American consciousness, that is what martial arts is. However, real violence does not look like that, okay? Real violence involves typically weapons. I think I read a recent FBI statistic that said something like 80 to 90% of violent attacks were done with some kind of weapon, right? Hammers, knives being at the top of the list, right? And so I think it's important for us to recognize that if we're gonna be truly prepared, for these crazy times that we find ourselves in from a combative standpoint, we need weapons training, right? I love boxing. I love jujitsu. As you guys know, we just recently became a Machado Jiu-Jitsu affiliate last year. You know, we love what those arts do. Um, I teach Kickstarter kids, which is predominantly based in Korean Taekwondo and martial arts like that. So I have nothing... I don't I have nothing really against traditional martial arts or even combat sports that we find in, you know, MMA, boxing, jiu-jitsu, kickboxing. I love those things and I think they're fantastic. In fact, I encourage my students to take a look at those arts because I think they're so beneficial. That being said, they don't address weapons. They don't address the reality of a knife. They don't address the reality of a bludgeoning attack. They don't address the reality of multiple opponents and Filipino martial arts are traditionally designed to deal with this. Now, the caveat to this is that the majority of Filipino martial arts now are watered down. And I hate using that term because it's such an overused term, but frankly, they are watered down. The people and individuals practicing and teaching these arts right now do not have the proper knowledge and context, many of them rather, do not have the knowledge and context of how these arts are actually supposed to be used. I know I might sound crazy saying this, but the truth is I've been trained by individuals who have been able to impart on me the proper knowledge as to how these arts are supposed to be taught and used, how they're supposed to be viewed from a mental standpoint, 
right? From a from a psychological standpoint. So I've been very fortunate to train with my teachers at Atienza Kali who have taught me the proper way to view and teach these arts in the way they were meant to be taught. And I'm not saying that in an arrogant way. I'm saying that in a way, as a person who trained in the Philippines throughout his teen years, who was able to see objectively the difference between multiple martial arts systems, specifically the multiple Filipino martial arts systems. And I've come to the conclusion that most of them do not teach this in the way they were meant to be taught, the way our ancestors used it, meaning that our ancestors used this for violence. It wasn't for competition. It was for violence. And a lot of our perception of what violence is is what we see on YouTube or what we see in the UFC cage. But my teachers, Natsianza Kali, have been very, very uh, important in my, my uh, journey. Specifically, not just my martial arts journey, but also my journey as a teacher to understand how these are supposed to be viewed and these arts are supposed to be taught. So the, the uh, caveat again is that while most Filipino martial arts don't know the reality of how these are supposed to be taught, they are still closer than MMA is, right? And I think that if Filipino martial artists just took a second to really study the context of the moves, why they're doing these drills, why they're doing these techniques, why these drills look a certain way, why these movements are utilized a certain way, I think they would understand where these arts are, suppo- are supposed to fall into in terms of functionality, right? So I think that's important. So we need to understand that. So again, the second point being, Filipino martial arts are weapons-based. Weapons we need to know how to use weapons because real violence involves weapons, all right? So I would say that. So now the third reason I would go into why Filipino martial arts are, the, the, uh, are needed for these times is that Filipino martial arts can literally be done by anyone. And I mean anyone, right? You don't need to be a super athlete, George St. Pierre level athlete to wield a stick or a blade. You don't. And I remember this one guy I knew way back in the day. We lost touch. I mean, I'm not on bad terms with this guy, but um, I'm pretty sure he follows our content. But he told me that the reason why he didn't want to do Filipino martial arts was that he felt that anybody could do it, right? And he said that in a condescending way, right? And this guy was actually Filipino, by the way, <laughs> which kind of threw it off. He's like, I, I don't want to do Filipino martial arts because it, anybody can do this, right? And I didn't take that as an insult. I actually took that as a huge compliment because it's true. This martial art can be done by literally anybody. I can teach an eight-year-old how to do this, I can teach a 13-year-old how to do this. I can teach a 21-year-old, a 30-year-old, a 60-year-old, a 70-year-old, an 80-year-old, maybe even a 90-year-old how to do this properly, right? And to protect themselves effectively. Because this is not an art designed for hyper-athletes. This is an art that's designed for everyday people. Again, going back to the first point, how this is a historically a martial art designed for combat in turbulent times and uncertain times. The Filipino people weren't all athletes, right? They were common people. They were farmers. They were day laborers. My, my grandfather made rope for a living. I mean, these, these weren't hyper athletes, right? So, you know, we have to understand that this art had to be used in times of war, in uncertain times where you might be one of the guys living in a village and the head of your village says, yeah, we're about to get invaded by so-and-so tribe or this country. Uh, get your machetes, get your bolos and get ready for war. And not only the, would the men fight, but the men, women and children would participate too. Okay, and so this is not an art that's designed for, you know, hyper athletes. This is an art that's designed for the everyday person. 
And again, I think physical fitness is important. But again, the cool thing about Filipino martial arts is that you don't need physical fitness to be efficient with it. You may be need Filipino martial uh, fitness rather for the Filipino martial arts to be effective. But you're not going to need it to be efficient. And I think that's really, really important. Okay, so, um, and what I mean by that is that you don't need to have six-pack abs and be able to deadlift 400 pounds to know how to use a knife. <laughs> so you can be efficient. You may not be as effective, right, as a Filipino martial arts guy without being fit. But you can still be efficient with it. You can, be, you can execute the movements properly even if you're not in shape. Even if you have injuries. Even if you're, you know, not, again, a hyper-athlete, right? So I think that's important. So now, let's, let's go back to some of the systems that I recommend, right? And so I've given you my three points. Again, one, it's a system that's designed for combat and warfare, right? And certain times, which are similar to the times that we're finding ourselves in now. Two, um, it is weapons-based, which is nece- necessary because most violence takes place with weapons, especially in the times we're finding right now. And three, it can be done literally by anyone, right? Now, let me talk about some of the systems I highly recommend. All right for this and i'm going to sound super biased but i get i've studied about a dozen different filipino martial arts systems throughout my life both formally and informally uh, both extensively and not so extensively um and this is just my educated opinion as a guy's been doing this since he was about 10 years old okay so uh just take it for what you will okay so again the first system i would recommend for these times would be atienza kali i teach atienza kali i've been doing atienza kali since i was 21 years old and Atienza Kali, in my opinion, is the most realistic edge weapon system out there, especially in terms of the way it can take the practitioner to fighting capability in a very quick amount of time, right? The art was designed by the Atienza Kali, the Atienza family, right? My teacher being Tuan Carl Atienza, the leader of the system. And it was designed to deal with realistic attacks because the family found themselves in positions where they found themselves living in a rough neighborhood. They got to witness uh, fights happening in front of them on a regular basis. So they have an understanding and a realistic knowledge of how this, how this can be used and how it's supposed to be viewed, right? And so I think that's really, really important. So I think Atienza Kali is, is the, the number one choice I would pick for these times. Now, another system that I studied in the, in the past and one that I still love and admire to this day is Sayak Kali. Uh, Sayak Kali is, I would say it's like the older brother system to Atienza Kali. Uh, Pamana Tuhan Chris Sayak, who has since passed away uh, several years ago, he uh, developed a system of edge weapons fighting, but not just edge weapons combat. Uh, because Sai Kali is mainly known for its knife work, but also its leadership training, its character uh, building training, its uh, mental training, right? And I, I don't want to go into too much detail with it as out of respect for the system, but I got to say it is the number one influence to Atienza Kali, right? And it also is the one art that I would also recommend. I, I don't teach Sai Kali, but I always push people to Sai Kali as much as possible. I feel it's, it's, it's right up there with Atienza Kali. So I, I think it's super important. Okay, so, uh, and now if you couldn't find an Atienza Kali school or Sayak Kali school, right, uh, obviously I would recommend us. We have chapters in um, New Jersey. We have chapters here in Texas. Uh, so I recommend us. Uh, we are based here in the DFW area. We're trying to expand. Um, and we're also in uh, the three main regions of New Jersey, which are North Jersey, Central Jersey, and South New Jersey. So we're, we're basically all over the state of New Jersey. If you want to train with us, you can find a chapter to train with. We focus a lot on the stick fighting stuff, a lot on the athletic stuff. But we are a good start, especially if you've never done Filipino martial arts before. We are a very, very good start 
to Filipino martial arts in Atienza Kali or Sayak Kali, right? Um, now, if you we're not around you, or you you know you want to you you want to find other systems, I also recommend Bahala Na Eskrima. Um, I am friends with many of the guys in that, those system that system. Um, I've gotten a chance to meet uh, you know uh, <clears throat> Master Kirk McCune who is now the head and the leader of the Bahalana system. Um, I got my buddies down in Houston, Texas, uh, Guru Rick Stallins, Guru Brian Majul, um, who teach that, right? And I highly recommend that system. So if you guys can check out Bahalana Eskrima, it's actually a Filipino martial art that I've admired for such a long time. It's actually an art that was designed during World War II by Leo Hiron, who was a soldier for the Americans and the Filipinos during World War II. And he actually had real life experience applying his sword and blade techniques in live combat against the Japanese. Not many systems can say they did that, right? And I think that the individuals who teach a system are usually, they're amazing people and the art is amazing. So definitely check that out. So guys, these are just some of my suggestions. I highly recommend that you check them out. Um, and you know, if you have any questions on this, feel free to shoot me an email, a DM through Instagram. But I really hope this inspired you to take up FMA because it's my life's work and I really hope you enjoyed it. Take care, God bless, and be the hero in your life.